Hello, and welcome to the Coach's Cup. I am Coach Judith Fender, one of the amazing coaches with the No BS Weight Loss Program. And I am Sonia Green from Sonia Green Coaching. And today's podcast, we're going to talk about some real life circumstances that at some point, all of us, either you're going to hear or a loved one is going to going to hear. And that is, uh, Sonia, you've recently had some medical circumstances mm-hmm. and we wanted to talk and share with our listeners about um, mindset and um, just kind of what you're going through and how you are approaching these, these days that you're going through. Yeah. And I want to be clear, like, I don't want this to be just an episode where Sonia talks about her potential illness. I want to talk about how we can use this in, in a positive way. And I don't, I don't mind giving the details back in the summer. My father was diagnosed with Huntington's disease. Mm-hmm. which is genetic. And that means that there is a 50, 50 chance that I will also have it. And we have, so a couple of weeks ago I was tested and I'll get my results in mid December. Uh, and I've had tons of thoughts about it, folks. Yeah. I, I have some symptoms that could be already showing an onset or they could be something else. We don't know. Okay. So for our listeners, let's just take a minute here. Huntington's let's, if you want to give us a brief overview of what Huntington's <laughs> yes, is. Don't Google it folks. It, it's not <laughs> pleasant, but, but it is a neurological disease. Most people, if they have it at the onset of symptoms, they have about 15 ish years and there's a decline in that time of cognitive functioning. It affects different people, different ways. There's usually a lot of depression that is associated with it, but not always, but that is one of the big indicators, but there is a loss of speech, uh, a loss of cognitive function. It can be very unpleasant. Mm. And so uh, my father So I've learned a lot about genetics and genetic codes and repeats and things like that. He is on the intermediate level and was in his late sixties or early seventies before he ever developed any symptoms at all. And then we just got the diagnosis. He's just turned 76, but you know, probably it's something with him. It's very slow progression and it happened very late in life. Unfortunately, One of the things that we've learned is that if it's passed down from the father, it's usually quite a bit worse than the child. Mm. So not always, but, but generally if you get it from your father, then your level is going to be quite a bit higher, which would mean onset would be earlier. And I I am in my early fifties. So that tells you a little bit about it. If it's, The other thing that, you know, that I'm thinking about in all of this is I have three children. Right, right. And Mm -hmm. so there's a 50% chance if I have it, then there's a 50% chance that each of them would have it. Mm -hmm. Being passed down from the mother, it doesn't necessarily intensify. Mm -hmm. So there, if they had it, it may or may not be worse. 
than if I had it. Okay. So lots of things to think about. Lots of things going through my mind over the last few weeks. (laughs) And so this has been a process from figuring out your dad's diagnosis, Mm -hmm. researching about um, Huntington's for yourself, making the decision, right? So I'm assuming when he got a diagnosis, they said they offered, or you, did you decide? You know, that's, that's interesting because they actually, I, my husband and I talked about it and we decided immediately that we wanted to know, mm-hmm. but really at the, and we're very lucky living close to Nashville, Vanderbilt has one of, I think only nine Huntington's wow. disease clinics in the country. So we're very lucky that we have this kind of access, but they were actually, they had no no suggestions one way or another. They said, you may want to know, you may not want to know. It's fine with us either way. Okay. So I just want to point out here, like that right there, making a decision to know because this is elective, right? Yes. And taking control of what you can control. Knowledge. Yes. You probably had a thought like knowledge is power. I want to know. <laughs> that is who who I am. I know some people have problems making decisions. That has never been my problem. Like when I was pregnant, there was no question. I wanted to know the sex. That's, I just, I want to know as much as I can. Right. Um, And so it wasn't even a question, you know, will my children, if, if I test, if I test negative, then there's no chance that they will have it. So that immediately cuts, you know, they don't, they don't have to worry about it. They wouldn't have to get tested, but when will they decide to get tested or will they decide to get tested? That's totally up to them how they decide to do that. But it is, yeah, to your point, that is a decision I could make quickly, easily. I know I'm going to find out and I'm going to deal with whatever the results are. And it's not lost on me thinking about here we are coaches and how we talk about, speak about living life in the 50-50 uh-huh. And here you are with a medical diagnosis, living in uncertainty of the 50-50. Yeah. 50-50. The literal 50-50. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, you know, I've, I've thought about that several times and, and I will tell you, I have had to really think about myself in, in a different way than I usually do. I, I, it's, it's hard to articulate this, but I am a goal-driven achiever of things. And so the, one of the biggest fears that has come up for me along this way is what control am I going to be able to take in the situation? Mm-hmm. And so there are moments that I have set aside where I have had to say, okay, this is me feeling the fear, feeling the sadness, feeling the uncertainty. And I just have to allow myself these moments. Right. This is your human experience. Yes. Yes. And I have to feel them and I have to acknowledge them. But I don't allow myself to ruminate in them. Mm-hmm. That's there's there's a difference. And I think this is really important for people because we talked last week about how we can ruminate in our past and how comfortable that is. It's 
you always say it's familiar and, and that's what it is. You know, it's, it's familiar to let myself sit in fear and think of all of the limits that could happen. I don't do that, but I I do allow myself the space to be sad that because, you know, this, I am my dad's caretaker. I, not that he needs constant care. He lives, you know, he, he doesn't need constant care at all, but I'm an only child. So I am the person who will see him through this journey. There's no doubt that he has it. And I will be the person seeing him through this journey. And there's some sadness. Mm -hmm. There's some fear of what to expect. And so obviously there's that about me too. And I just have to allow myself the space to feel that. But at the same time, know when I'm slipping from the experiencing it in the moment to ruminating. Right. And yes, yes. Yeah. So you're a few weeks, a few weeks out, maybe when this podcast drops, I'm not sure. Yeah. It'll be mid December when I get my diagnosis. And so it'll probably drop about the same time. Why does it take so long to get a diagnosis or a, I mean, I don't know. Like they have to, we have to grow it. I don't know. So I, I, I don't, I, I don't pretend yeah. to know either. They said they would probably have the results in, in a couple of weeks, but we have the holidays. We have, you know, lots of, and, and there's, I'm not the only person at the clinic either. So, you know, I, I guess that's just how long they want to make sure they make the appointment so that when you come back, the results are in. Sure. Okay. So, so I think that's what the whole month thing is about more than anything. Yeah. They may already have them. I don't know. But I like having this time because it has allowed me the space to think about how I'm going to show up regardless of the diagnosis. I mean, obviously, or maybe not so obviously, either way, it's still going to play a role in my life because it's playing a role in my dad's life. Right. So I can move forward knowing it's just he's the one that I get to take care of, Mm -hmm. or I can think about, okay, if we're having these at the same time, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm going to kind of have to make plans for possibly both of us dealing with the same things at the same time. So it's, it's a, it's a lot to consider, but the thing that I have decided is that it's not going to define who I am regardless. Yeah. And that's a decision I've made. Now, that doesn't mean it's made forever. I'm going to have to come back to that and recommit to that decision. Because there will be times throughout this process, you know, no matter what, where your brain is going to want to define, it's going to want to, you're going to, as you say, you get a diagnosis. Mm -hmm. As your ability, as your abilities change or circumstances with your health changes, your brain will want to naturally as it should, but again, normalizing that, that this is not a problem. It's just good to know. Yeah. You've got a plan. Yeah. And thinking about future focus, you know, I have a plan for my health. I also have a plan for my future. I have just retired from teaching 
and am getting to work with so many more women, help so many more women drop their imposter syndrome, become more confident women. Just because I get this diagnosis doesn't mean that I have to drop all of that and sit and, oh, well, now I have Huntington's disease. I, 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 I can't. I can't move forward because I might not be able to do this or I might not. I'm not doing any of that. Mm. Regardless of the diagnosis, my ability to help women today and for the next several years, we don't even know how long is unchanged. Mm. I love that. I Thinking about like even considering for the version of you that decided to create this, to become a life coach, to mm-hmm to create a course, to make these decisions, like she had your back. Mm -hmm. This is a, a a really solid thank you moment. Yes. No, I have your past self (laughs) had a plan and saw a vision moving forward. And, and, you know, either way you're moving forward with, with the goal you set for yourself years ago. You mentioned last week about being the person who shows what's possible. I don't remember what, what we were specifically talking about, but you know, that's who I can be too. I can be the person who shows people you get a life-changing diagnosis Mm -hmm. and you still stay on your path and move forward. You adjust as no doubt, I will have to adjust along the way if it's a positive diagnosis. But either way, I'm going to move forward and I have a plan and I might be the example of what's possible with Huntington's disease. Wow. Wow. Just kind of kind of got a little emotional there on you. <laughs> I do too sometimes. You know, I, I have had I've had several emotional moments. And, and that's okay. Right. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Given some time for that. You kind of like adopted, like you didn't say these words, but I was thinking in coaching term, like this changes nothing. Right. This changes nothing. I'm still moving forward. I'm still, I'm still me. I still have goals. I still have capability. I still have qualifications. I still have value to add value to give value to offer. This changes nothing. And listen, folks, when, a diagnosis comes to you or your family or whatever, you have those two options. You can say this changes nothing, or you can say this changes everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you and there, get to decide. Mm-hmm. There will be decisions that change everything, but you get to control yes. and what direction you may and what you make it mean. Yes, exactly. It's, it's that thing that we talked about last week of which, which fact we're going to accept and move forward with. Mm-hmm. There are there are diagnoses that happen every day that that are life changing, life altering, but it doesn't mean that you have to drop everything and let yourself be defined by it. Right, right. You can choose. You know, I was thinking of like a how to manage your mind. Like there will be moments where you may want to be really intentional and in journaling about your worst yes. fears, letting your yes. brain have some equal airtime on that. Mm-hmm. Then journaling about, you know, the possibilities and how you can move forward. I think those are real moments of discovery. And that's, you know, that's the thing that I know is that journaling will be key as I move through this, regardless of what we find out. 
journaling is the key because yeah, those moments where you allow that your fears to be written down, it's very likely that's the first time you ever really see, mm-hmm. like see <laughs> what those fears are, or at least for me, because when I write it down, it looks completely different than when it's just running amok through my brain. Right, because you have that perspective to be right now in this moment. Yes. Here's where I'm at. Yeah. I see where my brain is going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that can be very helpful. Mm-hmm. 100%. So I guess to wrap this up, I think you said it really well about, you know, offering to our listeners about, you know, somewhere in your life, what's going on. It may not be a medical diagnosis, or maybe it is, maybe mm-hmm. it's, you know, maybe it's diabetes, maybe it's um, fatty liver. I can't think of any other cancer things. Dementia, that Alzheimer's. There you go. Oh, mercy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> my brain did think about that. Although while you were talking, thinking about, well, anyway, that's in, for another time and how to apply and consider for yourself and how you're making space for your human existence, no matter what you're learning mm-hmm. about you and your, in your medical health or your financial situation or whatever, making space. Yeah. And, and deciding that you are going to make decisions. You're not going to allow life to happen to you. You're going to make decisions. Uh, I'm thinking non-emotional decisions. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> like, let me clarify, like qualify that. That's, with, that's uh, yeah. Good point. Prefrontal cortex thinking. Yes. And right. We want to be journaling that fearful because we might want to make fearful decisions. Like, I don't know. What would a fearful decision be? Uh, to just, to just quit everything and just kind of okay. lay on the couch and, and zone out, you know, yeah. and wait for it. Yeah. I, I have known people who have waited for whatever their medical condition was to, to take them. And you know what? It usually does mm. more quickly and more. I want to be careful how I say this, but mindset is critical. When, when I was um, a freshman in high school, my mother received a cancer diagnosis and it was a type of cancer that there's still no cure for. And in that moment, she decided I can research, I can figure out the best way to to handle this. Mm-hmm. And she did that work. And we were, we were very lucky that the tumor never progressed. They got it all. They took it out. And that was really the end of it. What could have been it, if she had decided, well, I have this diagnosis right. and it's going to kill me, yeah. then, you know, I think that we would probably looked at a very different outcome. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean to say that you always get that choice. You know, if I have a positive diagnosis, I do have, this is what's going to happen at some point, but that doesn't mean that's the part that I let define me. I take control of what I can. 100% what's in your control, right? Because it, and here's the thing too, it's just the power of knowledge because you could choose not to know. And many of us, could be walking around not knowing anything about our, and that's okay too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If my children choose not to find out or not to find out right now, 
that's fine. That's their decision. And I'll trust that that's the best decision for them. All right. (laughs) So a a little heavier topic, but still, if you're looking at a smile on your face, I just want to say like, well, yeah, you know, that there's a confidence and an awareness and compassion for yourself that I just see in you and believe in you and regardless, we're all here for you. I, well, I, I'll tell you what, um, this is, this is a little, I don't, I, I'm a little on the fence about whether I should say this or not, but okay. the truth of the matter is I could be, you know, hit by a truck tomorrow. <laughs> right. I mean, <laughs> that's 100%. So why, why am I going to spend so much time worrying what the next 15 years are going to look like? When I don't know that I have 15 hours right? and I don't mean that to sound crass or I, I, I don't, I can't think of the word here. Well, it's just like any other kind of planning that we do. We, we make plans for the best and then life happens. Yes. Figure it out along the way. And you're going to make the right. most informed, educated decisions you can make for yourself, live your best life and deal with what comes on a daily basis. That's right. And until then, I'm going to coach my face off because (laughs) I have lots of, you know, wisdom and yes, and the ability to help women build their confidence. And I get a high off of helping women and I'm going to keep doing that. That's going to keep feeding my soul. And that's, you know, that's my purpose. So, so if you're looking for coaching, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you can find me at soniagreencoaching.com or on Instagram. Sorry, I just <laughs> forgot that. Sonia underscore green coaching on Instagram. And you can find me coaching for no BS on the no BS weight loss program with Corinne Crabtree. Or you can find me on Instagram, just Judy, J-O-S-T-J-U-D-I-E. And don't forget about our fabulous Facebook page. <laughs> We would love to hear your comments, how you have worked through your own diagnosis for yourself or or a loved one. Any wisdom that you have to drop, we'd love to hear it. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye.